0: Welcome everyone to another special edition of DC Primetime. I am your host Ben Beck. My co-host Rob Martin sitting this one out letting me go solo mainly because he knows how big a fan I am of this gentleman and his work and how excited I am to speak with my guest. You know him from playing the iconic role obviously of Clark Kent on the TV show Smallville and of course he's been in some great films as well, such as the Cheaper by the Dozen movies alongside Steve Martin, Draft Day with Kevin Costner, definitely some heavy hitters. But now you can catch him on this season's Fox hit show, Lucifer. Please welcome the man himself, Mr. Tom Welling. Tom, thanks for joining me.
1: <laughs> Hi, thanks uh, Thanks for having me. I'm glad I get to have you
0: all to myself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I get to have you all to myself, too. It works out. So, uh, <laughs> No distractions. The, um, yeah. <laughs> you're out on the West Coast right now, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're going to be you're going to be heading this way though over the course of this weekend. So. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm headed out to DC tomorrow. Um, we're going to do there's a uh, a convention there that will be my first ever. Uh, I'm really looking forward to sort of seeing what, how that works. I have friends who've done these <laughs> before, and, and say it's very exciting and a lot of fun. And so finally, it's time to check one out.
0: Yeah, I've i I worked the comic the convention circuit for a couple. Uh, Couple years now. I've actually reached out to AwesomeCon. I tried to moderate your panel, but unfortunately, they already. Oh, had, really? Yeah, unfortunately, they already had somebody doing it. But that's all right. So oh, they
1: give they you a nice answer like that,
0: huh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so you know, as I mentioned in the uh, in the introduction, people. Obviously, would you know? Would know you from playing Clark Kent on Smallville. And I, I do want to spend some time on Lucifer, but I'm I'm kind of hoping I just have really just two quick questions about Smallville, and then we can sure. we, we can move right past it. Uh, when you took on the role, you were still relatively new to to acting, correct? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was lucky to I was lucky to be cast in a to play a character who had no idea what he was doing. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was actually. That was, that was great. I mean, I don't, I really don't think, let's say, you know, Clark season seven. I don't think I would have, if, if, if we were starting in season seven, I don't think I would have gotten the job probably. Um, I think it was very beneficial coming in with a guy, playing a guy who just was really trying to figure out who he was and what he was doing and what he was supposed to do. With, and I was doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, we, knowing that that's the way the character was going to be when you took the role, did it kind of alleviate the pressure? Because I, I would imagine it would probably be a lot of pressure, at least for me, to take on a role as iconic as Clark Kent.
1: Right. Um, I don't know if it was pressure. I, I think it was very challenging. I had some really good people around me. Um, just whether it's you know even Rosenbaum um, or, or John Schneider or just the, the cast, the crew, um, the showrunners, even Al and Miles. Uh, really help me sort of focus and, and, and simplify the, t- the story we were trying to tell, um, and I think that's where a lot of the heart came from in the show, which I think is a big factor of it's why it was able to um, to stay around so long. That and the fact that you know fans watched it. I mean, it's the only reason it really stayed around, to be honest. But um, I think that yeah, going back a little bit, I think that was the focus was to really simplify it because this is a kid who's just trying to navigate sort of day by day. Um, mm-hmm. And so I
0: think that was helpful. Yeah, yeah. I know the the show ran for ten seasons, and I never missed an episode throughout the course of the show. Oh, thanks. And I Me know. Neither. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would hope not. But yeah, I know one of the one of the things that I've heard from fans over the course of the show was that, you know, and some people didn't mind it. I was one of the people that didn't mind it because I liked what the the core of the show was about. Like you said, a character that was just getting started and learning everything. But I know some people kind of found it a little bothersome that you never donned the, the S donned the suit and learned how to fly until the very end. Um, but I'm hoping you can kind of put the argument to rest. Were you told that from the beginning that that's the way the show was going to be? Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Um, the idea, the idea was to literally and figuratively
0: keep the character grounded.
1: Um, you know, going in to sit with Al and Miles, um, I think just even before the audition, they were the ones who were like, this is not a show about a guy in a cape flying around. Um, this is a story about a boy who's trying to figure out his identity and his place in the world. And then, you know, later in the universe. Um, and we, you know, we got away with a couple of things like, you know, the red blue blur sort of mm-hmm. thing going on, and you know, alter egos coming out. Um, so there were a few sort of glimpses of, I think what those people were looking for. Um, but it, you know, the, the show was called Smallville; It wasn't called Superman. Um, and I think that we we worked really hard to keep it that way, to keep the character grounded and, and to keep it um, focused on his evolution. And I think it was very important the way we ended the show, meaning um, whether it was a cover, you know, talking to the head of the Warner Brothers studio, Peter Roth, you know, trying to figure out the best way to wrap the show up and tell the story. And um, the idea that Clark finally takes that next step, and he becomes Superman and he's out there, but we can't go with him. But we know that he's there. And I think... To I me, mean, I, I don't know. That was a very important ending to me, and I think that that was a story we were trying to tell.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I was, I was yeah. never, I was never not a fan. But that finale, I no, think, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. that that finale throughout the, the the course of watching it, I just remember everything from seeing you finally get the cape to finally seeing you know you flying alongside the plane to hearing the iconic John Williams music. Uh, in the background, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have thought of a better way to end that series, and I, I was so happy. Oh, that's that great!
1: That I'm glad it worked for you. Uh,
0: obviously, we've it's seen good late to hear. Yeah, I mean, I, I still go back and rewatch it. I mean, it's you know, it's to me, it's still <laughs> a great show. Um, we've seen the resurgence lately in all these comic book shows, you know, from the Arrowverse: Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash. I have to imagine at some point, because you know, Erica Dorance is now on Supergirl. We've seen some other past. Um, you know, Dean Kane pop up on Supergirl. We've seen some other past people from DC properties show up. I have to imagine. Has anybody ever reached out to you to try and get you to be a part of the Arrowverse in one way or another? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: uh, it's just not something that um, that is of any interest to in, me in, presently. Um, you know, I, you know, I think even with Lucifer, I think you know some people made a correlation of you know getting back into DC Universe. And, I was like, oh yeah, that, that hadn't occurred to me. Um, you know, I think the character was compelling to me and, and sort of his impact on the other characters was compelling. Um, but it's going back to your question, yeah, it happens a lot. Um, <laughs> it's just not something that, you know, that I'm into at least for now.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up with Lucifer because that's a good transition. I wanted to transition into that anyway. Oh, okay. Um, and I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lucifer is actually your first foray back into television since Smallville.
1: Um, I think yeah, I
0: think you're right. (laughs) As far as I remember, I'm absolutely. You're playing the the role of Marcus Pierce, who you know is a lieutenant in the LAPD, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, we're a spoiler full episode. Our our listeners know that, so I think it's safe to say at this point your (laughs) your alter ego at the same time is you're you're the first murderer, Kane, which I I thought was such a huge and fantastic twist on the character because we kind of knew something yeah. was up, but that reveal to me was great. And uh, I'm curious what, what it was about this character that kind of brought you to, to take on the role and be on board.
1: Well, it's funny. I think you literally hit nail on the head. When I talked to Joe Henderson, he's obviously a creator one of, the creators of the show and he walked me through, he goes, all right, you know, you have an hour. And I was like, yeah, of course. And, like, <laughs> and he walked you through the whole thing. And, that same moment that you are for it you actually came from King Thrones. And and I was like, oh my gosh it's crazy and so King's description of the character arc and all the different sort of metamorphoses that that Pierce goes through during the season was very interesting to me and to play different sort of character that has different tone and to come in and affect all the other characters and manipulate them and sort of a, you know in some ways abuse them for, for, for Marcus's own game. I, all those reasons were um, very compelling ideas to me to be a part of this. Plus the fact that I'd spoken to people who've been on the show and were new people on the show. And it's a great cast. Um, and it, you know, it's shot in LA and it moved down from Vancouver. So there was just, and I, I'd watched the show before. I like the tone of the show. i love what Tom Ellis does. I love what all the characters do and how they, they sort of dance through this world and, and they keep it fun and light. Um, so being a fan of the show and, and all those other reasons, um, that was
0: like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I know I listened to uh, the episode of uh, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast inside of you that, oh, you, were, yeah. <laughs> that you were on, uh, which I was a big fan of that episode too. Did you request to do more episodes than what they had initially had you for? Um, yes, I did. <laughs> it was it was idea like, yeah, of...
1: Um, well, because... You know, there's a, a couple of reasons. One is, you know, of course, a- so I think it was just about, and and Joe and Ildi were very um, accepting of the idea. I mean, they just didn't. What what Joe said to me was, "I just didn't think he wanted to." Do that. Like, they just didn't know. So I think mm. it was it was a win win for everybody.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I'm 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 absolutely loving. The, the interaction that your character Marcus has with everybody else. I think l- like you watching the show before you even joined the cast, I was already a fan. I think, you know, you mentioned the, the fantastic cast that the show has, Tom Ellis, Lauren German, uh, D.B. Woodside, Kevin Alejandro, and now you mentioned the newcomers too, Trisha Helford, Amy Garcia. Uh, it's It's such a fantastic cast of characters. And now to throw you on top of the mix, I, I, I've encouraged people numerous times to watch the show.
1: Uh-huh. So. I, I, I do too, to be honest. And it's funny that, um, how many people I didn't know watched it do watch it um, because it's so much fun. Every time, every... It, it's a great show to watch. Um, I watch it. Um, um, so I agree with you. It's such a great cast of, of really fun, good people.
0: Yeah, I I, I I'm the, my, the only fear that I have, and I I don't want you to spoil anything for peop, for obviously things that haven't happened on the show yet. Is we know what the storyline of your character is. You're you've been alive for a a long <laughs> a long time. Yeah, exactly. And you're and you're trying to find a way to end it to you know to finally be put down and be to put to death and be out of your misery because it's a curse that your character is under, and that's now that's now you know the mission that your character is on and as much as i want to see that play out to so that your character does accomplish what he wants to do i'm i love your character being a part of this cast so much that i kind of don't want it to happen (laughs) just because i want you to stay
1: i I, I, I feel the same way after being there this season and and having so much fun i I didn't want to leave yeah um so it's I think we're both feeling the same way about the, the character because it—it really was a place that I was really happy to go to in the works and work and and sort of have fun with a bunch of great people.
0: I, I will say, however, I, I did—we uh, just had episode 19 was the most recent episode that aired, but episode 18, the last heartbreak, actually, we we saw a little bit of a flashback of to your character, you know, back in the 30s and 40s, uh, also yeah. as a detective for the LAPD. And I, I would think yeah, that was it, it would be a lot of fun to see that as a potential prequel spinoff of Lucifer.
1: Oh, that I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> the, Pierce, uh, the Pierce prequel? Yeah.
0: <laughs> to, yeah, why not? In the 60s in L.A., that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, it, it would literally be, you know, like L.A. noir to see pierce you know back yeah. in, the, in the 20s in the 30s or even before that it's almost like lucifer meets highlander and yeah exactly
1: that's just, exactly right lucifer meets highlander it's totally true <laughs> so i think this is actually really great yeah i think it gonna, is, i think it
0: is i think it is too you should pitch it you should pitch it to fox because i would watch it and i would promote the hell out of it
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think i i do call it. um because that, that would be so much fun because one of the things he did in that, in that episode is Pierce wasn't quite as done with life. You know what I mean? He was, mm-hmm. just, he was still at a point. I know it was only the sixties, but he was still at a point where he was like, you know, working hard, but just trying to keep himself active. He was he hadn't sort of made that decision that he wanted, wanted things to be over. And I think in, in the current time period, or, you know, this season, he had gotten to that place. And so it was a different tone. It was a slightly different thing to play. And, um, I think it was. It was a lot of fun. I,
0: yeah. Yeah. Did I get the time period wrong? Was it the '60s? I thought I I could have been wrong. I th- I thought it was further I back.
1: Think... Oh, maybe it is. Oh, that's right. It wouldn't be the '60s because he's in the hat. It was like the, I think it was the '50s or the '40s. Okay, that's right. All right, but either I, sorry, I don't remember up the top of my head either. But <laughs> no, I think it, it would have been, been bigger collars and bell bottoms.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, like I said, it had a very a very LA noir feel to it, which I thought would have been a fantastic idea for a spinoff, and I I would love to see that happen if it was any possible chance of that happening. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, you know, I mentioned earlier too. Uh, I know we're we're running a little short on time, so I I wanted to get the plug in. Obviously, that you we mentioned yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be at Awesome Con this weekend, uh, which is in Washington D.C. You're gonna be there Saturday and Sunday, March thirty first and April first. Uh, so yeah, thank you. So I definitely encourage any of our listeners who are hearing this in time, who aren't already planning and are in the area, to go out and check you out. I I'm even thinking I might come down just to meet you in person. That would be the only reason I would go. Yeah, dude, come
1: come on, come on down. That'd be <laughs> awesome to meet you. Yeah, <an>
0: awesome. Time. <laughs> so um, after after Lucifer, any future projects coming up that we can look forward to seeing you in?
1: Um. There's nothing sort of in the can at the moment. We're looking at a couple of things.
0: Um, but, you know, right now it's just you see this weekend. Yeah. So, which, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping to come down. Like a, I'm, I'm only about two, two and a half hours away. So I might oh, okay. make the drive to come down. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, you better come say hi if you
0: make it. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, you'd be the main reason I would go. <laughs> um, but I think that's um. Well, I I do want to encourage all of our listeners, if they don't already, to check out Lucifer. It's Monday nights on Fox. They can check their local listings for times. Uh, Tom, again, I was very excited to speak to you. I'm, I'm so happy that I did. And thank you so much for being a part of this with me.
1: Well, thank you for having
0: me on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, That about wraps this up for this special edition of DC Primetime. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash DC Primetime. And, of course, check out this show as well as all others, nextlevelradioonline.com. Once again, Tom, thank you for joining me. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So long, Primers.